Hello. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Diagnosing a Killer. I'm Coel. I'm kind of... The mental breakdown, my bad. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. Ah, just in my hand. Welcome <laughs> to a great start. Uh. <sighs> It's so funny because I feel like, I mean, this is literally the first conversation you and I have had today, like in person, like face to face. I think it's the first conversation that you and I, oh, that's true. Cause you came home last night. Yeah. Night before. I was home last night. Last night. But I'm just saying like, I get home and I immediately like run to my room to like do some research like on <laughs> other topics. And yeah. then we sit down and we're like, Hey, how's it going? And then we don't like, say anything until we start recording. <laughs> so true. So profesh. How did your day go? It was good. I'm a little tired because yesterday was a big day. Yeah. Um, Casey's team won the championship, Yay. which is super exciting. I don't know if anyone doesn't know, my boyfriend plays baseball in a men's league, and he's like all about baseball. And yesterday they had their last game, mm-hmm. and they won the whole thing, and it was That's really exciting. exciting. It was a, a game-winning home run by none other than Brian Witt, so shout out, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. And then we went to celebrate, of course. Yeah. And... We got home kind of early, but we still went to bed really late. Yeah. So. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Long you day. Left- what about you? Leftovers in the fridge. Did you go to 54th? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm bummed about it. Oh, she's so bummed about it. <laughs> I don't like that place. <laughs> um, ah. Pretty good. Just, you know, got up, started doing chores, went to H-E-B. Yeah. The huge. The huge. Ran some errands. Mm-hmm. Love it. Went to go see the... The dude's mom. She's so sweet. She's the sweetest thing. Yeah. I love that. I know. Well, I guess we can get into this minty breaky, but before we do, I just want to say thanks to all of our Patreon members. Jay Will actually changed his tier to tier number two, so he's going to get access to all those extra goodies. If you don't know what we have on Patreon, we have three tiers on our Patreon member members. Excuse me. Um, Every tier does get ad-free episodes every week. Mm -hmm. Tiers two and three are going to get an additional bonus episode. No content warning, all graphic, yeah, all the nitty gritty, yeah, pretty like bigger cases than we normally would do graphic wise, right? And that's going to be on the 29th of every month. I'm doing the toolbox killers for my next one that's coming out on the 29th of this month. So get prepared for that because those guys are fucking ruthless. Ugh, it's disgusting. It's like disgusting. the whole thing. And there's like transcripts and stuff, like kind of like the toy box. So yeah, I feel like I just get the bad ones. Oh gosh, the case I'm doing right now, there's like autopsy reports. Ugh, it's brutal i keep mm-hmm. having to like pause yeah i mean this is the one that's going to be coming out on thursday so yikes it's it's a little bit of a doozy for a for a com like a common case i guess yeah. or a common um episode i guess not common that sounds like it sounds like peasant like a regular yeah. <laughs> it's just the common it's the peasant one mm. well you guys can definitely check us out at patreon.com slash diagnosing a killer if you want access to those we also have diagnosing a killer.com where you can find links to like super cool merch and resources and all that jazz you do get 15 percent off on the tickets to the true crime and paranormal podcast festival that is happening in like three weeks y'all and we're gonna be there so please Please come support us. We would love to meet all of you guys. Mm-hmm. And we are also on Instagram and everywhere else at Diagnosing a Killer, except for Twitter, which is at Killer Diagnosis. That was my cat, if you Coda. can't hear. <laughs> and so email us, diagnosingakiller.com at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> diagnosingakiller at gmail.com. Yeah. Send us an email. Live, laugh, 
Lurk. Live, laugh, lurk. Jen uh, messaged me through Instagram about the uh, Go to John episode. Who? Jen? Jen? Jennifer. Jennifer, Jennifer? Jennifer, Jennifer. Patreon, Jennifer? Yes. Oh, okay. Saying uh, that the HBO documentary was insane for that case. And I was like, is that the mom dead and dearest? Mommy and, dead and dearest. Yeah. yeah, mommy dead and dearest. She said, yeah. It's an insane documentary. Insane. Yeah, no. And I loved that when I posted that we were doing it, Lady was like, oh my gosh, like, can't wait to listen to this one. I actually listened back. Like, I haven't really been listening back lately, but I listened back to that one. I was like, dang, I did a... I did a pretty good job, if I do say so myself. Like, Kenna, Kenna tends to not listen right away. I tend, as soon as it's posted, <laughs> I have to listen to it. I need to know. I need to know. I need to know. Yeah, I, and then I haven't really been listening lately, but yeah. that one I did. I was like, this one was, oh, I, and I, I drove down to the coast, so mm-hmm. I obviously had like two and a half hours to kill, so I was like, yeah. okay, I might as well. And you eventually listen to them. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's like, you ever see a celebrity or hear a celebrity say, oh, I never watch my own movies or I never yeah. watch myself on TV. I never want to get to that point. I always want to, like, just remember things. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes people come up to me and they'll give me, like, a quote from an episode and I'll be like, I have no idea what you're talking what? about. And they'll say, oh, it's from episode blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I need to, like, go back and listen. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> episode blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, we actually, I think, are at 100 episodes posted on total our page i'm pretty sure it's like 99 or 100 let me look because gypsies was 101 what so we have 101 (sighs) episodes total posted so if this is your first time listening obviously you've seen our page but that means that you have 100 and 100 100 episodes episodes to (laughs) listen to (laughs) well no because it's 101 as we're recording this so that'd be 102 so you have 101 (laughs) right now but anyway let's get into this mental breakdown i'm excited Today we're going to be talking about the difference between psychopaths and sociopaths. What? Yes. Ooh, that's interesting. Hmm. So in order to talk about psychopathy and sociopathy. <laughs> that's <laughs> nice hard. Try. <laughs> sociopathy. Sociopathy. So, no, we know. Socio. We got it. Cool. <laughs> to talk about psychopaths and sociopaths, we first need to talk about antisocial personality disorder, as both of these terms are not considered clinical diagnoses. Yes, I know. That's why it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so according to the DSM-5, antisocial personality disorder is defined as A, this is the first one that I've ever seen that does A, B, C, D, but Ooh. then also has little criteria underneath each one of those. Ooh. I know. And usually when we look at the DSM-5, it just has just... The definition and then the bullets, right? So A, a pervasive pattern of disregard for and violation of the rights of others occurring since age 15, as indicated by three or more of the following. Okay. Number one, failure to conform to social norms with respect to lawful behaviors, as indicated by repeatedly performing acts that are grounds for arrest. Number two. Deceitfulness, as indicated by repeated lying, use of aliases, or conning others for personal profit or pleasure. Use of aliases. That's interesting. Use of aliases. Like, it's very specific. Yeah. Use of aliases. Mm, all right, Dee Dee. I, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, people like Dee Dee Blanchard yeah. or, you know, people like, I don't know, give me another example. Hello. The Colonel. The Colonel. <laughs> Call me the Colonel. Call me the Colonel. We're saying, you know, oh, yeah, my H-H. name is... Uh, yeah, H-H or... Um, my name is Liz. No, 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 it's not Liz. It's Elizabeth. You know yeah. <laughs> who did that? Oh, it was not Jimmy. It's James. That was. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's so funny. That was what's her face. Number three, impulsivity or failure to plan ahead. 
Which, like, who doesn't? Me. <laughs> uh, me. Everybody. <laughs> you have to have three yeah. or more. <laughs> Four, irritability and aggressiveness, as indicated by repeated physical fights or assaults. Me. No, me. <laughs> Five, reckless disregard for safety of self or others. Okay. Number six, consistent irresponsibility, as indicated by repeated failure to sustain consistent work behavior or honor financial obligations. Number seven, lack of remorse as indicated by being indifferent to or rationalizing having hurt, mistreated, or stolen from another. Okay. So that's all A. If you meet three or more of this criteria, you may have this. Or again, I'm not here to diagnose anybody. Just that's what, that's the criteria you have to meet for antisocial personality disorder. For sure. And a lot of people that we've talked about in the past have almost all, if not, um, most of, if not all all of those criterion. Bundy. Yeah. Bundeth. So th- that was A. So B is the individual has to be at least 18 years old. C, there is evidence of conduct disorder within onset before age 15. So otherwise, essentially, before age 15, it would be some type of a conduct disorder that yeah. they would have. And finally, D, the occurrence of antisocial behavior is not exclusively during the course of schizophrenia or bipolar disorder as well. Okay. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people think, and we we did an entire episode on antisocial personality mm-hmm. disorder. A lot of people think that that means like antisocial, like you don't want to talk to people, but that's not right. what it means. It means like the lack of empathy is like a really big deal. Yes. You know? I agree with that because I also tried to look up celebrities with antisocial personality disorder. And it's like, Angelina Jolie likes her privacy. And it's like, that's not what that means. You know? <laughs> she goes to her five beach houses to get away from people. <laughs> like, no. It's not funny. But, yeah. but that is the reason that we're doing this. Yeah. So that people don't say like, oh, I have antisocial personality disorder. I don't like being around people. Like, mm-hmm. that's not what that means. Yeah. Yeah. Looking to expand your wine knowledge or just indulge in your favorites? Gold Medal Wine Club is what you're looking for. Enjoy small production, award-winning wines from authentic family-owned wineries delivered right to your door. Unlike other Wine of the Month clubs, Gold Medal Wine Club never features private labels or bulk wines. Instead, every shipment is from a unique family-owned winery, each with a personalized story to tell. Take advantage of multiple different style offers when using the link in our show notes and take home the gold today. So the essential feature of antisocial personality disorder is a pervasive pattern of disregard for and violation of, like we said earlier, the rights of others that begins in childhood or early adolescence and continues into adulthood. This pattern has also been referred to as psychopathy, sociopathy, or dissocial personality disorder. Dissocial. Dissocial. D-Y-S social personality disorder. Hmm. Because deceit and manipulation are central features of antisocial personality disorder, it may be especially helpful to integrate information acquired from the systemic clinical assessment with information collected from collateral sources. Damn. Damn. That's a big word. sentence. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So in a way, antisocial personality disorder is kind of an umbrella, and then these two are kind of underneath that umbrella. Got it. But it is absolutely in the DSM-5. Those words are in the DSM-5. They're just not a clinical diagnosis. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, like, you know, we try to steer clear of that being, like, a diagnosis that we talk about. Like, especially with Ted Bundy. I was like, Mm -hmm. a lot of people have referred to him as a true sociopath or a true psychopath, but those are not 
diagnoses, right? Right. So exactly. he has to have had something else that that would have just been a part of. Yeah. AKA antisocial personality disorder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Narcissistic personality disorder. Absolutely. You know, things like that. So now that we've talked about the DSM-5's definition of antisocial personality disorder and what it means to be maybe a psychopath or a sociopath, we're going to talk about the differences. Okay. So sociopaths make it clear they do not care about how others feel. They tend to behave in very hot-headed and impulsive ways and are prone to fits of anger and rage. Sociopaths recognize what they are doing is wrong, but rationalize their behavior instead. Got it. Sociopaths cannot maintain a regular work and family life, but are able to form some type of emotional attachment, although it can be very difficult. That sounds like narcissistic personality disorder, which again, that could definitely be under the umbrella of that. I feel like the narcissism comes in when, when it's more this, that grandiose sense of self that we've talked about. Um, but I can see, I think that when we, again, we're going to keep talking about Bundy because it's the prime example, right? He tended to be very hot-headed and get very angry very quickly, would be quick to anger. And he would go, like, to the biggest lengths just to, like, get revenge on Mm -hmm. someone, you know? So psychopaths pretend to care, they display cold-hearted behavior, and they fail to recognize other people's distress. Psychopaths have relationships that are shallow and fake and can maintain a normal life as a cover for criminal activity, although they fail to form genuine emotional attachments. See, that's something like that... Like BTK. Like, or like even Bundy, you know? Like, yeah. that's something that is so interesting to me. Like, how do you even know, like, if someone's being genuine? Because they can put it on so well. Again, yes. just like Bundy in his interviews. I, mm-hmm. We talked about this before, but in court... He's this charming lawyer dude. He's handsome. He has it all together. Right. And then someone says something he doesn't like in the audience, and he turns around, and you could just see the switch on his face. Mm-hmm. Like, everything before that was fake, and that's the real Bundy. Like, right. I have the heaves just think, thinking about it. Like, so it's straight- just, sorry, it's just so okay. hard to kind of pinpoint, like, who can do that. You know, yeah. it's scary, because it's like, you could be taken advantage of really of, easily. Of course, especially if they're if they are really good at it, yeah. you know, and it's something that they've been able to practice or hone in on as, as what they would consider to be a skill, yeah. right? Strangely enough, psychopaths may even love people, but this is in a way that they understand what love to be. Okay. So think of like Robert Durst, Kathy Durst, right? He loved Kathy, but you know, it's, but it's still his way of love, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, again, like, BTK, it's his way... Like, he might love his wife, but it's his version of what he thinks love is. Mm-hmm. It might not be... It might be tangled up in simply the fact that his wife is a cover or whatever. But yeah, again, exactly. whatever they think love should be is what they... Exactly. In the same way that his wife would say, you know, if you love me, you wouldn't do something like you've been doing and keep all these secrets. Like, yeah. that's not love to me, but that might be love to him. Like, I'm protecting her from my real world. Exactly. You know. Yeah. (sighs) Unfortunately, it is a common misconception that a person with either of these types of antisocial personality disorder are inherently violent. Plenty of people with antisocial personality disorder lead successful and fulfilling lives. Mm -hmm. According to a 2014 article by PubMed Central, approximately only 20% of prisoners in North America qualify as having antisocial personality disorder. Oh, wow. So even though it's, again, this misconception that you're inherently violent and that Mm -hmm. you will always cause problems. Or you're always going to be cunning or, you know. Yeah, exactly. Or you're always going to end, you're just a bad person, you're going to end up in jail. Only 20% of those people qualify. That's not even people that are diagnosed. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. 
Although individuals with antisocial personality disorder are 15 to 25 times more likely to break the law as it is written in the DSM-5 criteria. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, again, 20% of prisoners that qualify, but people with a disorder have 15 to 25 times more likely of a chance to break the law. A study from 2006 on people who struggle with symptoms of antisocial personality disorder noted that up to 51% of people living with the disorder feel no remorse for their actions. And that's probably why they're more likely to commit a crime, because they don't really realize the weight that it holds to do that. Or they, I mean, a lot of crimes, they probably think, oh, it's a victimless crime. It's a victimless crime, you know, but it's most likely not. But, you know, it might be the thought process of like, oh, like I don't, or, or I don't even care if it is a victim crime, you know, I don't care who I hurt. Yeah, absolutely. I I agree with that. And again, we're not here saying that everybody with antisocial personality disorder is a criminal. We're not saying that. Absolutely not. And we're not saying either that everybody with antisocial personality disorder is classified as a psychopath or a sociopath. That's true. That's just a, again, something under the umbrella. Yeah. And not all criminals have antisocial personality disorder. (laughs) And, you know, we could all just sit here all day and just defend ourselves. We're just reading what the book says. Yeah. (laughs) Many people choose to believe that someone who is considered a psychopath or a sociopath are simply just born that way. But plenty of outside influences can cause or exacerbate an already occurring mental illness. Some comorbidities for antisocial personality disorder may include major depressive disorder, bipolar disorder, gambling disorder, sexual and paraphilic disorders, substance use disorders, or somatic symptom disorders, Mm -hmm. which hyperfocus on the physical symptoms to the point of distress. Yeah. It is estimated to affect between 0.6% and 3.6% of adults and is three times more common amongst men than women. Well, that's like a really wide range of like average, but it makes sense because a lot of people go undiagnosed. I absolutely agree. A lot of people probably experiencing symptoms like that, first of all, might not even realize that there's something not normative about the way they act. Right. Or they're too almost prideful or, like, don't really care enough to get help, right? So they just go undiagnosed. It's, it's true, especially if you feel like you're there's nothing wrong with your behavior. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Like, why would you choose to seek it out? Yeah. Because exactly. you're fine. Because you're fine. So, yeah. Fine. yeah. Everything's just fine. <laughs> <laughs> so treatment for antisocial personality disorder can range between family therapy, behavioral therapy, psychotherapy. Again, talk to your GP. Yeah. Do your due diligence. If you feel like you suffer from any of those symptoms, talk to a friend. Absolutely. You know, it's always good to have somebody in your corner that you can trust and, you know, obviously just go with your gut. And that's why we do these so that we can give people some more knowledge on symptoms that they or a friend could possibly be experiencing. For sure. And even treating other symptoms, like we said, you know, comorbidity with major depression, major depressive disorder or substance use disorder, mm-hmm. a lot of those can alleviate your symptoms as well. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So just, uh, of course, we've talked about Bundy so far, maybe Dahmer, H.H. Holmes, Ed Gein, John Wayne Gacy, all of those, you know, infamous killers have been dubbed psychopaths, yeah. although it's not, a, again, not a clinical diagnosis. But kind of an interesting fact that I came across is how many people have written their main characters in storylines to be psychopaths Mm -hmm. or sociopaths. People like the Joker. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously. (laughs) James Bond apparently was written as a psychopath. What? Yeah, which is really interesting. Sherlock Holmes apparently is a psychopath. Huh. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting how many times 
you know, psychopaths or sociopaths have been written about as kind of these very interesting characters, but mostly, like, they're kind of, they're good guys. Yeah, like, intelligent. Like, really intelligent. Well, the Joker. But (laughs) James Bond and Sherlock Holmes, (laughs) you know. It's all about Enigma. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, I found that to be very, very interesting. Apparently, Neil Armstrong was on that list that people considered him to be a psychopath. Interesting. Yeah. Gary Busey. I mean, saw that. (laughs) Sean Penn. Mike Tyson. Courtney Love. Dang. There's a lot, there's a lot of people out there. Yeah. And of course these are like, these are, you know, they're a little, they're a little wild. They're well, a little subjective too. And they're a little wild child, but yeah. they're hugely successful people. Yeah, absolutely. Which is interesting. I feel like I said absolutely, like a absolutely. million times. Oh, Brad Dorif. Oh, I love Brad Dorif. He did the voice of Chucky. Oh, <laughs> Right? Wait, Chucky the creepy guy or Chucky the from doll. the Rats? Oh. <laughs> I was like, aw. No, that was a girl that did Chucky. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Well, thanks for bringing that. That was an yeah. interesting topic. I know we've always really kind of seen those words thrown around when we were doing research and stuff, and every, you know, other podcast that we listen to, a lot of people say that, but it's nice to know that it's not a clinical diagnosis, so you can tell your friends that you learned something new. If someone goes, oh, that person's a psychopath, like, no, they're not, because they Actually, weren't diagnosed. They can't be diagnosed that, <laughs> yeah. so. <laughs> well, or you that was mean good. antisocial personality disorder? Yeah. Nobody could see me, but I was pushing up my glasses. Pushing up the glasses to make yourself look smart. Smart. Wicked smart. Wicked smart. Well, you guys definitely join us on Thursday for another case, and then we have our 29th episode coming out. Not 29th episode, but the 29th of this month yeah. is going to be a Patreon <laughs> bonus episode. Yeah, Patreon bonus. Right? And we're like, doing... We come up with something for that. Yeah, we're doing a lot, a lot of work this week because we're actually recording two additional episodes because I'm going to be out of town for an entire week, <laughs> like mm. starting after like the 31st. So <laughs> we're going to get all of that content out to you. We're not going to skip a week just because I'm going to be gone. We're going to pre-record for you guys because we know that you guys like us to be prompt and you love our episodes and we don't want to miss out on anything, yeah. right? Well, in the meantime, you guys, send us an email or a DM or anything of anything you want to hear. Maybe if you've been listening to these mental breakdowns and you're like, man, they haven't done something that I've been really thinking about you know, yet, let us know. Of course, all of the case suggestions we have written down. We can only do so many cases at a time because they're really long. So yeah. <laughs> we have your suggestions written down and we will definitely get to them. But thank you guys for the continued support. Thank you for 25,000 downloads. Oh, that's huge. Super exciting. And we hope to see you guys at the podcast festival. Yeah. Until then, we will talk to you on Thursday. Yes. Okay. Love, Love you. you. Bye. Bye. Trusted Health Products makes a variety of incredible products that you can feel good about. Their oral care, skin care, and nutritional products focus on quality first. Trusted Health Products are GMO and additive-free and are 100% pure ingredients that feed and nourish your body to help you look and feel your best. Click the link in the show notes and receive 10% off your first purchase. Trusted Health Products, products that you can feel good about.